0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Now coming up on Sunday, of course, you got the biggie at MetLife Stadium. one one Jets, 0-2 Pats. Pre-game coverage beginning at 11 a.m. Of course, I will have that with our next guest. He is, of course, my partner. Our sixth year together doing the pre- and the post-game show. He is, of course, number 51, Greg Buttle. Hello, sir. How are you this evening?
2: It's just amazing that you can stand me for so long.
1: Well, the feeling is mutual, I guess, right? Is that how it works? I guess that's the way it
2: works, I guess. um, You know, you can live with a lot of picadillos, and you have (laughs) very few. But one, we will never discuss. But other than that, it's been awesome.
1: Well, I'm sure it'll creep out eventually one of these days the longer we you know, continue to do this thing here. But let, 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 let's get right down to business because we know that this is a big one here anytime you talk about Jets-Pats. All right, put on your uh, player hat for me for a second. You go into this game knowing okay. you've lost 14 straight, even though you haven't played in all 14, but how do you process that going into this matchup Sunday?
2: It's easy. It's easy. You don't process that. You process... This, this game, it's on hand. Listen, there was there was a time when we beat the Miami Dolphins eight straight games. Mm-hmm. They came back, they beat us eight straight, and and that's what four years. I mean, I mean, you, four years each that you don't beat them, and all of a sudden it turns around, and you and then all of a sudden they can't beat you. So you don't have to dwell on that. That that's the media would dwell on it, and they bring up the question, or else nobody would say a word about it. So they are all about trying to prepare for this year's New England Patriots and Mac Jones and everything Matt uh, Judon brings that they can possibly figure out how to pick apart the New England Patriots and vice versa. And this is, by the way, you understated it. This is is as much a must-win football game for both of these football teams as you could possibly get this early in the season.
1: Agreed. And it's week three. And normally you don't make those assertions this early in the year, but you're right. I mean, take a case, you know, for, for New England's case, they got a trip to Dallas next week. So 0-3 oh, could be easily 0-4 oh, for them. And then pretty much you could turn out the lights, your season's over. And, oh, the Jets have the defending Super Bowl champs coming into MetLife Stadium next Sunday night. So doesn't get any easier for them as well. Do you look at last year's games which, of course, you remember them well. Jets had every opportunity to win the game in MetLife Stadium. The quarterback threw a few up for grabs that got away from. The game up in Foxborough, it was like a 3-3 standstill. Offense couldn't do anything, and then they lose on a walk-off punt return. Does the fact that you maybe could have, would have, should have won both of these games last year against this team give you maybe a little extra boost going into this game on Sunday?
2: No, but I'll tell you what it does, Dan, because we both remember those games. It's going to remind the players that listen. You can't allow the referees to win or lose a football game for you. Last year, you know what happened in that game. There were there were bad calls that were made against the, the Jets down on the. It was unbelievable, and and yeah. and it cost them the game really because they were they were a young team last year. You know the rookie quarterback really. I don't think he played eight games. You know, and so they had a monstrously destroyed offensive line. This is a different team this year. Yeah, it's, it doesn't have Aaron Rodgers, but you, you've got Zach Wilson, who's got he has got he has got to prove to to not only himself, but to all the fans that he has some consistency, that he can show that he can do things the correct way for four quarters. Hey, listen, a tip pass for an interception is a tip pass for an interception. I don't care who's throwing it, but taking care of the ball, no fumbling the ball, you know, no, no throwing an easy interception. If he does those things and takes care of the ball I, I don't I, I don't know how the Jets can you know walk out of there the uh, on the lousy end of the stick you follow
1: Greg Butler our guest here on 98.7 ESPN what about the quarterback now he wasn't supposed to be the quarterback this year as I think fans know and he came in in relief four plays into the season on Monday night helped them beat the Buffalo Bills last time they were at Metlife Stadium last week, Nothing went right for them. You can also throw the offense and the quarterback's performance maybe into that category as well. Fans are a little pessimistic now going into this game. When you evaluate where this quarterback is, now this will be what? His third game of year number three. Do you still have the faith that he can lead this team to a consistent winning football mentality? Uh, I,
2: I have... I have no faith in anything right now. I mean, what they have to do is they've got to change the offense around mm. to suit Zach Wilson instead of Aaron Rodgers. A- along with that, you- you've got to be prepared for the New England Patriots to bring it all. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys was bringing eight men on eight men in the box. I, I bet you that was at least 70% of the time when I watched the films. So they're, they're bringing it. They're-, they're-, they're forcing the issue to say, if you're going to stand back in the pocket, you better, you better know where you're throwing the ball. And so you, you've got to be able to I, – I don't want to say play complimentary football because that, mm. that is, a, is a cliche a lot of people use. Um, I've seen plenty of teams win without playing complimentary football. You, you've got to make plays when you can make them. Last week against the Dallas Cowboys, the Jets defense didn't make the plays when they had them. One, one albeit, was, was a referee's bad call. Uh, but I will tell you something. That, that, you know, you you can't have an interception in your hands like that with nothing but field in front of you and drop it. Now, I, again, I'm not I'm not criticizing the 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 player. I'm right. criticizing the play because he's going to have plenty of opportunities to do that his whole career, and he'll probably do nine out of ten of them. He'll score, but in these big games, and these little things happen. And it it can turn the game on it. You can turn the game on that. And if they would have had that, that interception for a touchdown, that game turns into a different story. Uh, they had one long pass play on offense. And as much as everyone said, well, it was only one play. Yeah, but it was a huge play. If it uh, if it was a, a, a Brees Hall run for 82 yards and not a score, and they hold them to a field goal, then that's another issue. But these things happen, Dan, and players – must make the plays they they can't they can't sit back there and you know you know what uh, miss a block because mm-hmm. they didn't see that blitz before uh or or be confused because they're playing an eight-man front come on we're, this is professional football you've got to be ready for stuff and you've got to be able to improvise and adjust on the fly so uh, there was a lot of blame to go around on that dallas game and it wasn't just Zach Wilson. Yeah. He, he tossed the ball away a couple of times that, when the game was really done. Right. And no one, no one in the world was thinking they were going to come back. But uh, again, there's, there's, there comes a time where he, he's got to be doing it more consistently. And I don't mean be Dak Prescott and throw 12 for 12 and, you know, have an 80% completion rate. No, he's just got to be a little bit better. He's got to be in the sixties on completion percentage. Uh He's got to be able to hold the team uh, together on a on a on a seven an eight a nine play drive.
1: Do you think that this defense so, in any way the expectations should be different based off of what we saw last week in Dallas? Or you dismiss that as just a bad day at the office?
3: I
2: I I look at that and say I'm not so sure. And, and again, because I, I haven't, I'd have to look at the whole thing with Dallas. I'm not so sure Dallas did things that the Jets were prepared for. I think that their 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 whole thing about the uh, that was a a quick setup with the Dallas Cowboys. The whole first half, they were getting to the line of scrimmage. They were cutting off situation substitution. They were making things move fast. and And I will tell you something: if you're not ready for that defensively, and you're not know, from not only getting off the field but getting back on the field because you just can't be running on and off. You, you've got to make sure that you have the time to do it. Uh, certain plays that were run, the drag plays, uh, C.D. Lamb, the way they used him a little differently uh, uh, than, than they normally would. I, I think those things, you know, got to them. It continued the drives, and the outstanding play by that quarterback really won the game. That was He was able to take those drives down, and I will tell you, it didn't matter what he did. He was complete in the pass. They were getting a penalty. If if he was getting sacked, he was getting penal. They were getting penalized, so he got away with that. Everything they did, they did right. And and I'm saying this, but it's one game, so nobody should be panicking. I'm certainly they're not panicking over there at One Jets Drive. They're they're getting ready for the New England Patriots. And look, look, they're one and zero in the division. They beat the Patriots. They're two and zero in the division. They're two and one for the season. And that's good. That's good without Aaron Rodgers, and that's what I think that fans should, should, should hold on to un- until it, it, it goes the other way.
1: All right, questions about the quarterback, questions about the offensive line. Now you factor in that there may be some weather that affects this game on Sunday. How do you go about orchestrating a game plan, if you will, given the fact that the conditions might prohibit you from doing some of the things that ordinarily you would want to do?
2: Oh, I, I would outman them. That's what I would do. I mean, look, there comes a time where, you know, you, you can sit there and you can play, play power football uh, in the first two quarters. And, you know, it's not, it's, it's, almost like, geez, you're not getting anywhere, but if you're able to do it and you're able to do it for into the third quarter, and then all of a sudden their defense gets tired and now you break things and you, and you got, you've got the great running backs and, and cook and, and uh, Brees Hall, So my thing is, is if you want to if you want to play it a conservative, close to the best game, you're going to try and make it a fifty-fifty run to pass ratio, mm-hmm. and uh, and maybe you run the ball uh, sixteen times in the in the first half, and you throw a ten. I don't know what that ratio is going to be. It'll come out to to trying to be even, but I think that you have to overpower. Certain areas in the line. In other words, you, on the corners, I, I, I'll have two tight ends. We'll double team, wipe off, pull a guard, you know, and 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 hit the corners and make a cornerback come up and make a tackle. That's what I would do. I, I, I mean, but I'm not the offensive coordinator.
1: Well, the thing about it though is, like you said, if you do play it close to the vets, close to the vest, playing an opponent like New England, which everybody knows likes to sit back and wait for you to make a mistake and then try to feast off of that. It's almost like you're reducing your margin for error, though, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you do want to play a conservative type of approach, and if the weather forces you to do so, well, that means the mistakes are going to be maximized and even be more critical in a game like this.
2: Well, hey, listen, the the ball's going to be wet, all right? Ball's going to be wet. Anything can happen. The wind is going to be howling. Anything can happen. Uh, Playing it close to the vest means I don't want to have to throw the ball. Yeah. I don't want to have to be in a third down and, and 10 situation trying to throw the ball. So I'm going to try and bang it in there and be in third and four, third and three, third and five at the worst. And now I can, have, can play with my tight ends around. I can, either, I can either throw it, I can pass it, I can screen it, I can do a lot of things. Look at the New England Patriots offense. It's quick screen left, quick screen right, throw it out of the backfield, throw it short, throw it into the, to the slant, and then hope someone bites on it and hit the guy behind it. That's what they do. And, and, and it's all because, you know, again, with Mac Jones, he's a young guy and, and he's, he's prone to throwing the ball away and, and, and getting it up there. So, you know, the New England Patriots are facing the same thing that the Jets are facing, and that's a young quarterback. It doesn't have a grasp of everything. They've got a couple people injured on the line. Uh, so to me, it's, it's hey, they played people, the Patriots have played teams really good, they've mm-hmm. lost. And, and the other team saying, well, I'm not going to make the big mistake. You get ahead, and that's what you do. You get ahead, and you play conservative, and you let them make the mistake. That's that's the, game. That's the name of the game in chess.
1: Should be a lot of fun. We get it going at 11 a.m. on Sunday. My friend, I will see you uh, out at the stadium. Safe travels, and uh, appreciate you hopping on for a couple minutes.
2: That's awesome. It's going to be a nice, wet,
1: rainy, windy day. Can't wait. We'll be dry inside, though, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I forgot that. that I forgot that. Thank Trust you, Dan. Me. Have a great night, buddy.
1: All right, my friend. There's Greg Buttle. Of course, he'll be with me on the pregame show and the postgame uh, on Sunday. Jets taking the path. We haven't talked to any Jets tonight. Let's get those calls up at 800 And also, even though he won't be there on Sunday, we get a little bit more from Aaron Rodgers, who appeared on the Pat McAfee Show. Plus, we got NFL picks. Lots lot to squeeze in between now and 9 o'clock. Grasa Show, 9, 9870 ESPN. Garden- this is the Dan Grasse Show. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
4: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast.
1: C.J. Mosley, Tyler Conklin, hear my interviews with them, plus some other surprises along the way as well. You never know who's going to turn up on these pregame shows, right? We have the commissioner of the NFL in week number one. You just never know who's going to be swinging by the old coaches club. As we've been talking about, as you heard Greg say there, it's not often that week three rolls around in the NFL season and you're talking about a game that's as close to a must win for both of these teams, and that's what makes it intriguing, right? Pats don't want to start 0-3, Jets don't want to fall to 1-2, Jets don't want to lose their 15th straight to the New England Patriots. They want to sweep aside what happened in Dallas last week and continue on what they thought was going to be a pretty positive season for them. All the euphoria from that Monday night, the walk-off win against the Buffalo Bills, which was tempered a little bit, of course, by the Aaron Rodgers injury, but they still have a lot of belief in this team and this roster and what they could accomplish, and you could get 2-0 oh in your division, right? That doesn't happen that often for this football team. This would be massive to be 2-1 in and and your two wins coming from the AFC East. Now, there's going to be some challenges along the way. Case in point, you haven't beat this team in seven years. That is a challenge. You're going into this game with some question marks on your offensive line. Dwayne Brown hasn't practiced all week. Okay, Robert Salas said today that we still are optimistic that he's going to be able to play. And I'm not worried about him not practicing because he's a veteran. And he's been doing this thing for a good long while. He knows what it takes to get ready. Problem is, though, is that Dwayne Brown has been slow out of the gate, right? He didn't practice at all during the offseason and training camp, and he was nursing the shoulder injury. He had double shoulder surgery. and So he didn't really get a lot of practice time in with the rest of these guys. Maybe it's taken him a little while to get going here. And because of that, and he wasn't on the practice field, and now he's dealing with this hip issue that he's been having checked out, according to the coach. I can't sit here and say with absolute certainty that Dwayne Brown is going to play on Sunday. So if that's the case, what do you do? You know, the coach already ruled out the possibility of kicking Makai Beckton back over to left tackle, which means then you got to play a little musical chairs. And I know the natural thing would be, oh, we'll just take, you know, Elijah Vera Tucker, play him at left tackle, because they did that last year against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it worked out okay. All right, that's fine, but then who's going to play right guard? Well, the first guy up would be Wes Schweitzer. Well, we find out today that Wes Schweitzer suffered a concussion in practice yesterday, and he's out of the game. So then you got to go further down your depth chart. You really want to take a kid like Joe Tipman and stick him at right guard? Hey, kid, here's your first start. We drafted you as a center, and we want you to play guard in your first game. That's a lot to ask on these guys. So it's not just as easy as replacing one guy. It's like a domino effect, and down and down and down it goes. And everybody else then has to step up their game to try to pick up the slack. It's rough. Defensively, I think this team should be able to exert their will against the Patriots. Absolutely. This Patriot defense is not gonna scare you. The tight ends certainly are folks you gotta worth that are worth watching. Hunter Henry is a playmaker. Mike Gusecki has torched the Jets many times over the years when he was a member of the Miami Dolphins. They will find ways to get them the football. But this isn't a team that's going to go out there and light up the scoreboard against you. Question is, can the Jets score 20 points in this game? A lot of people probably don't think they can, right? Offense didn't score 20 points in week one against Buffalo. They needed the kick return. They didn't score 20 points last week against Dallas Cowboys. Patriot defense is okay, but I don't think it's as good as the Jet defense, let's say. Mac Jones, I told you last night, he's 0-13 in his career when the opponent scores 24 points or more. There's your magic number. Can the Jets get to 24? We'll see. Mac Jones hasn't led his team to a come-from-behind victory when trailing by a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Can the Jets have a seven-point lead in this game in the final 15 minutes? He's 0-12 when that's been the case. It's all there for the taking. I know that the Jets' last performance was not very pretty, but they got the better side here. And it really feels like it's deja vu from what we talked about leading up to the two matchups last year against the Patriots. The Jets had the better team. Man-to-man, skill position players, you name it. Top-to-bottom, 1-46, to they are the better team. But that doesn't mean anything if you don't go out there and execute and you're just going to litter your performance with mistakes. Jose is in Brooklyn. He's up next here on 98.70 ESPN. Hello, Jose. How are you?
3: Hey, good evening, Dan. Shout out to the company. Uh, Just definitely wanted to, you know, talk about the Jets as we get ready for, you know, the weekend. And it's going to be an interesting weekend. I hope that um, the – Hope that we do get to see you at the uh, tailgate party. I don't know if you'll be there or if you're going to try to be at the studios all nice and dry.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, like I said, as long as it's not, you know, uh, monsooning, I'm going to make every effort to get out there. That's for sure.
3: Oh, okay, awesome. So here's uh, the... Concerned with the game, I, 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 I'm not very concerned with the defense. I think the defense is going to be able to exert their will on the Patriot offense. I think they could make a couple of plays. Um, I think that the running game will show up. I think that they're going, there's going to be a lot of adjustments and a lot of heavy, heavy, uh, heavy run game plan. Um, even with you know the Patriots possibly stacking the box, it's um, they have to. Try to get some type of run game going to, in order to try to make the passing game effective. Almost,
1: you know, Jose. Almost stubbornly, I would. Yes. Almost yes. stubbornly, I would do it. Like, like I, I,
3: I, I don't even care if it's like you know, tw- if it's twenty carries in the third, and it's only like you know. 40 yards in, in the first half, like, you, I'm still running the ball, like tight, tight, stubborn, yep. stubborn. Um, it, it, and, the, uh, and we just got to hope that, you know, the quarterback play is good enough where it it, it can uh, elevate us to at least get a win. And that's all I can say about that, that situation because at the end of the day, I, you know, my, you know where my concern is um I don't want it to be a bad situation because of course. then we're going to, you know, enter into a nightmare situation where we're going to find out, you know, what's really happening behind closed doors and we, I really don't want, want want us to be the laughing stock on every national morning show. <laughs> Jose <laughs> hope you're
1: from your me. lips, you know what I'm saying? And, and look, it's not going to get any easier and and I thank you for the phone call. Hopefully we'll see you out there on Sunday. Um and then he got Kansas City coming in next week. Like I said, it's just the, the task does not get any easier, which is why they need to have this game. Now, I wasn't aware of this. And I wasn't – look, I was there yesterday. I was in the room, and I didn't notice this. Maybe they just unveiled these things today. They, they, they uh, pulled them out. But Zach Wilson, when he was, you know, talking to the media – A couple of times he referenced, you know, with his teammates and the support of the locker room. And the the refrain that he kept using a couple of times was just to let these guys know that I got their back. Like he said that a couple of times, like I got their back. I got their back. So Garrett Wilson did his weekly press conference today in the locker room. And apparently in each person's locker, I guess, there are these T-shirts that now say I got your back on it. So it's just referring Gabi. to
2: your dog. You, you got everyone's back. You got to team, you know, It's team, our staff, our, you know, just organization, you know, no one's got our back. Like we got our back, you know, in here, you know, some things happen throughout the week that, that kind of bring light to certain things or, or have sayings that, that come with it. And, you know, this has been one of those weeks for us. And, and yeah, man, I think, I don't think it's about that at all. I think it's just about overall the, the whole team and, and how we, you know, come together and we got each other's backs. So that's all we got.
1: Now, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know. Like you said, if it's coming from like Robert Sala you know, in a team meeting, stick together, band the brothers, I got your back. Because you heard Zach Wilson saying it the other day. And the only reason I bring it up is because, remember, it got so much attention last year when the team shifted all their support over to Mike White. And they were wearing the Mike F. and White t-shirts. And so could this kind of be a way to change the narrative around and lend some support to the quarterback who's now there and Zach Wilson, right? I got your back. I don't know. Because this is the first I'm hearing of it. But it's certainly not a negative I think we could agree on that. Speaking of the quarterback who's not there, Aaron Rodgers, who's still rehabbing, of course, out in California after the surgery. He went on the Pat McAfee show today, and he was asked, well, how's the rehab going?
0: I'm actually in rehab right now just getting after the rehab this week it's been uh, tough every single day is tough not to be with the guys even when they check in or hear from coaches whatever it's great but it's also you know disappointing not to be out there but I'm just uh, grinding on the rehab in here and looking forward to getting back out to Jersey at some point point.
1: and even throughout the rehab he is saying as difficult as it might be that he is seeing progress
0: I usually like to be the one taking care of people. So this is the time for me to just kind of sit and receive and, you know, and, and try and find some joy in the process. It's tough though. It's tough. It's not easy, but there's been some progressions with the rehab the last couple of days. So it kind of gets the hope meter kind of trending upwards a little bit. The joy meter t- trending up a little bit.
1: Oh, that's good. I mean, anything, any news is positive. So that doesn't certainly hurt. And what are his goals in rehab?
0: There's definitely some goals. The first goal was to get out of the cast. Second goal, to get out of the boot, which would coincide with walking. And then walking leads to movement, uh, faster movement. And then ultimately, I'm sort of running at some point. But yeah, we're trying to get out of the boot. It's kind of the next goal. So when I feel the strength to be able to stand up on my own, and then that's involved with walking, then the boot comes off. And then it kind of gets exciting. Then you feel like you're not just a big turd laying around everybody taking care of yourself. That'll be nice.
1: He should be back at Florin Park and back in the facility within the next couple of weeks. You know, everybody's saying, well, he needs to be like a coach and a mentor and in Zach Wilson's ear, he'll be back in the next couple of weeks. He said he'd like to be walking at least by the time he goes uh, back to Jersey. So that should happen here in the not-too-distant future. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. 919 We come back, more your calls, and week three NFL picks. Dan Gross' show, 9870 ESPN. This Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Football Friday. Dan Gross' show, 98.7 ESPN. You know what that means? That's right. NFL picks time for a week number three in the National Football League. And, boy... I can't wait to get back at it because I need some redemption. I need some healing. I need the power of prayer. Whatever the hell I need. I just got to have a better weekend in the picks than I did last week. 0-3. Big, lousy goose egg. We had all this optimism from week one. And then it was all just shattered away last week. Thanks to Sean McVeigh and him deciding to kick a field goal with no time remaining, which made his team lose by 7 instead of 10. But it cost me a win in the pick. So 2-4 and four on the season, 0-3 last week. Away we go, and we're going to have some better results for you this week. Game number one, I love me some road dogs, right? Don't you love a nice road dog? Well, that's what we're going to give you here for pick number one. And we're going to Baltimore. That's right. Get your crab cakes. Settle in. Maybe take a walk around the harbor. Colts are going to be there. Indianapolis going to their old stomping grounds. Right? Baltimore's all banged up. I don't know if you haven't noticed. They're going to miss two offensive linemen. Ronnie Stanley, Tyler Linderbaum, the center. Odell Beckham's not playing. What else is new? Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Williams, I mean, they're missing a lot of guys, some key players in this game. Now, Indianapolis isn't going to have their starting quarterback, Anthony Richardson, the rookie, who's looked pretty good, suffered a concussion in their win last week, but Indianapolis has one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL in Gardner Minshew, Minshew Mania. And he looks at each and every one of these opportunities that he gets a chance to go out there and play is like an audition. Some other team might be watching. Some other team might make a trade for me before the deadline. I could come in and maybe... Hold the fourth down. I think Indianapolis is keeping this game close. They're getting eight points for crying out loud. Indianapolis's defense is pretty darn good. They got the best rush defense in the entire National Football League. Good luck, Lamar Jackson and company. They've already got eight sacks of the quarterback in the first two weeks of the season. I think Baltimore wins the game. But if you're giving me eight points with all the things that I just said, I will gladly take that. And put it away in a nice little safe deposit box. Give me the Indianapolis Colts plus eight. Pick number one. Game number two. Let's go out to the heartland. Kansas City. Kansas City. Hey, hey, hey. Defending champs. They haven't looked like championship worthy the first two weeks of the season, right? They really haven't gotten going yet. But thankfully... They got the right opponent at the right time coming into their building on Sunday. And that would be the Chicago Bears. You think you got it bad, whatever team you're rooting for? And you know what? Arizona Cardinal fans can laugh at Bear fans right now. Think about that. You talk about a disaster of a week for the Chicago Bears. Let's see where it starts. On Wednesday, Justin Fields had a press conference He threw the coaching staff under the bus. Then he had to hurry in front of the media later on in the locker room to clarify his remarks that he wasn't throwing the coaching staff under the bus. Speaking of that coaching staff, how about the defensive coordinator, Alan Williams? We find out according to reports, had his home raided by the Federal Bureau of Investigations who also checked in on the Bears facility and also checked in there. Then the defensive coordinator resigns two weeks into the season with everything going on. To make matters worse, we find out that on Wednesday, Soldier Field, which is the home of the Chicago Bears, they were robbed. That's right, robbed. $100,000 worth of equipment, like some mowers and tractors and that type of thing. How the hell do you rob a stadium? Their pets' heads are falling off. Nothing is going right for the Chicago Bears. I can't believe I'm saying this, but do you realize Chicago, Kansas City, each team has scored the same amount of points so far this year in the first two weeks? So now Matt Eberflus, the head coach, is going to call the defensive signals. I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. I don't think Richard Dent, Mike Singletary, Dave Duerson, you know, Dan Hampton, Otis Wilson, Wilbur Marshall, those guys aren't going to be there on Sunday, so that's not going to matter. And the thing about Justin Fields, like he talks about, you would think, you know, he's got no time to throw. No, Justin Fields has had time to throw. He just holds on to the ball too damn long, and he takes too many sacks. This is a get-right game for the Chiefs. I know the number is big, and normally you like to stay away from these type of games. Kansas City, I will lay the 12.5 points gladly against the team dysfunction, the Chicago Bears. Now, you always have to guard against one of these late backdoor cover-type situations. I think Kansas City routes them. Game number two, game number three. I didn't know where to go for this third one. There were a couple of areas that maybe I liked, but I wasn't like a hundred percent all in. I was even thinking about checking in on MetLife Stadium, but anytime you know your heart factors in, you, you, you kind of like to steer clear of that. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to Lambeau Field. Want to go to Lambeau Field? Let's go. Saints, Packers. Our buddy Griffin in Connecticut's New Orleans Saints. He won't be watching the game live. He'll be at a Liberty playoff game, but nevertheless, the Saints are still going to play. Home opener for the Packers. It's actually going to be the first time Jordan Love has started a game at home. Packers can easily be two and zero. That was a tough one last week down in Atlanta. Saints are two and zero, but they escaped against Tennessee. They won an ugly game against Carolina on Monday night. Saints play defense. They're going to stop the run. They're going to make Jordan Love throw the football. Saints have actually held the opposition to 20 points or less in 10 straight games. How about that? It's a pretty good, impressive mark. We'll see if Green Bay gets a little healthier. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, they're questionable. They could try to go in this one. That would help the young quarterback. I just think the Packers are going to have enough to win this football game. Place will be jazzed up. Right? Starting a new era, the post-Aaron Rodgers era for the Green Bay Packers. The fans, they can get that closure. Place will be jumping. Essentially a pick'em game. But give me the Packers minus one to give Jordan Love his first victory in front of the Cheesehead. So the three picks, Green Bay minus one over New Orleans. Kansas City to lay the 12-and-a-half over the hapless, the toothless, The growless Chicago Bears. And give me the eight points for Indianapolis to keep it close in Baltimore. Those are the Grasa Week 3 selections in the National Football League. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. And it's a good week if you're looking at Survivor games, for example. You got a lot of meat on the bone this week. A lot of areas you can go. Some of these point spreads are a little wacky, like I said, when it just comes to picking games. But if you're just doing, like, strict winners, you got some good ones this week. You really and truly do. We'll get to some baseball in a little bit here. 800-919-3776. Judge has two homers tonight already for the Yankees. He's up to 34 as they're beating Arizona 6-0. But I'll tell you, Arizona, they are limping to the finish line. They are just trying to get to the postseason with something Something left in the tank, but you better be careful because there's no guarantees that they're going to get there. Let's say how to Cornelius. He's in Hell's Kitchen. He's up next here on ninety eight seven. Cornelius, how we doing? We are doing great. How are you? Good. What's going on? What's going
5: on is uh, I want to talk Jets, but first next week we get all blue shirts back, and I'm very excited about that. I know it's not hockey season, but 20 days first game. So we got we got yeah, we got preseason
1: there. games on like Monday, don't
5: we? I know. Yeah, yes, we do. Crazy. Yes, we do. Uh, very, very excited about it. Um, the Jets right now, I want to give you game four. The Jets are a lock this week. Take the mortgage out, drop the payment, they're a lock. And I'll tell you exactly why.
3: Mm-hmm. They
5: are playing elite games. The first game took the wind down of the sail with Aaron Rodgers. I get it. Buffalo's still an elite team. And then you ask this kid to go up against Dallas, which I'm telling you, it's going to be Dallas and San Francisco in an NFC championship.
1: Very that well. is an elite
5: defense, an elite team, hands down. I, we didn't expect that to happen. He's finally going to come up for a breath of air against a normal defense, an average team in the league. So I cannot see Belichick doing his magic, Matt Jones doing any kind of magic. This is a game that Zach Wilson can just maintain. If he can maintain, mm-hmm. we should win by two touchdowns. And all he has to do is maintain. To beat Dallas, we needed him to do something special. Right. And the kid
1: wasn't ready for that. I don't disagree with you, and I thank you for the phone call. And, yes, I'm excited as hell for hockey season as well. But the danger in that is, is that we said the same thing last year before the Jets-Patriots games. Jets are the better team. Jets have more talent. Jets are home. Jets have the better roster. And what happened? They were on their way to winning that game, maybe in a a laugher. And then John Franklin Myers gets called for roughing the passer, negates a pick six by Michael Carter. And then in the second half of the game, the mistakes started to mount. The quarterback threw a couple up for grabs. Patriots took advantage of the opportunities, walked out of there with a win. Improbably, but they did. And then the game up in Foxborough, neither team was willing to blink. Neither team was willing to get a first down either. And then the Patriots won the game on a walk-off punt return. Can't make it up, right? Can't make it up. So everything that you're saying about this game and you think that the Jets should do this and could do this and are in position to do this, it's like Groundhog Day from 12 months ago. But you got to go out there and execute. And the Patriots are a team that will feast on your mistakes. They may not be able to outskill you, out you, but they're going to try to out-execute you and hope that you blink first. And the Jets can't be that team on Sunday. Eight hundred nine one nine is the telephone number. We'll close it out with you on the phones. And also, get into some baseball. And some kudos to the best pitcher in this city. Dan Gross's show till 9 on a football Friday, 98.7 ESPN.